bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's CPI rose 2% in 2022 and Shenzhen plans to give families up to 19,000 yuan in child subsidies. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's Consumer Price Index, a main gauge of inflation, grew by 1.8% year-on-year in December, up from 1.6% in November, the National Bureau of Statistics said on Thursday. The country's full-year consumer inflation rose by 2% year-on-year, the MBS said. Dong Lijuan, an MBS statistician, attributed China's stable prices to the government's measures to effectively coordinate COVID-19 controls with economic and social development and ensure stable supply and prices. Compared with a year ago, food prices increased by 4.8% in December, up from 3.7% in November. Pork, a food staple in China, saw prices surge by 22.2%, while that of eggs and fresh fruit rose by 10% and 11% respectively. However, fresh vegetable prices fell by 8%. On a month-on-month basis, the December CPI reading was unchanged from November, meaning no price growth was registered. That compares with the 0.2% decline in the previous month, the MBS noted. The growth in core CPI, which excludes volatile food and energy prices and is deemed a better gauge of the supply-demand relationship in the economy, rose by 0.7% in December versus a 0.6% increase in November. Meanwhile, China's produced price index, which gauges factory gate prices, decreased by 0.7% year-on-year last month after then 1.3% decline in November. On a month-on-month basis, the PPI declined by 0.5% in December after a 0.1% increase in the previous month, according to the NBS. Moving on to some regional highlights. Guangdong has set a gold 5% of GDP growth rate in 2023, according to the province's government work report today. In 2023, the province's fixed asset investment is expected to increase by 8%, retail sales of consumer goods by 6%, total import and export volume by 3%. The CPI increase is expected to be about 3% and unemployment rates will be capped below 5.5%. The sudden manufacturing powerhouse expects its 2022 GDP to reach 12.8 trillion yuan, staying on national top spot for 34 consecutive years. Couples having a third child or more in Shenzhen will be eligible for a cash allowance of 19,000 yuan until the child turns three years old, according to a document released by the city's health commission on Wednesday. Payment for having the first and second child will be 7,500 and 11,000 yuan respectively until the child turns three, said the document, which is seeking public opinion. Meanwhile, Jinan in Shandong province said mothers who give birth to a second or third child this year will receive a childcare subsidy of 600 yuan each month for three years, according to a notice released by the local government on Tuesday. The Jinan government also announced preferential policies on housing, healthcare and education for families with multiple kids. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. The Hong Kong SDR government announced on Wednesday evening that the express rail link between Hong Kong and the mainland will resume on January 15. 
Up to 5,000 tickets each way per day will go on sale from noon on Thursday. At the preliminary stage of resumption, passengers can mainly travel to Shenzhen and Guangzhou, with new stops available at Dongguan, Dongguan South, and Guangzhou East, on top of some original ones. People traveling to and from the mainland must obtain a negative PCR test result within 48 hours. Next on industry and company news. The COVID-19 treatment Molnupiraviv is expected to hit the Chinese market on Friday after passing its first import test on Wednesday. According to the president of Sinopharm, the dealer and exclusive agent for the drug in the domestic market. The first batch of Molnupiraviv, developed by U.S. pharmaceutical giant Merck, arrived in Shanghai on January 4. The drug was initially priced at 1,500 yuan for a bottle of 40 pills. U.S. pharmaceutical giant Merck on Wednesday revealed that it is in licensing talks with Sinopharm for the latter to produce the drug in China. CNNOC said on Wednesday that it would raise its production target and capital expenditure budget for 2023 with nine new projects expected to come on stream this year. China's biggest offshore oil and gas driller expects its targeted net production this year will reach 650 million to 660 million barrels of oil equivalent and total capital expenditure for 2023 is budgeted at 100 billion yuan to 110 billion yuan. Vaccine maker CanSino Biologics is planning to issue Global Depository Receipt or GDRs and floats the securities on the sixth switch exchange, according to a Tuesday exchange filing. CanSino did not disclose the size of the offering or how it plans to use the proceeds, but it is looking to raise sufficient fund and financial resources for its globalization strategy. Hotel bookings in Thailand have surged almost 12 times during the week January 21 to 27 from the same period last year, according to online travel agent Trip.com. And so far this month, Thai hotel bookings on the platform have soared nearly sixfold year-on-year, a third of which were made by people on the mainland. Switching gears to financial news, China's Ministry of Commerce and the Central Bank on Tuesday asked banks to provide more convenient and efficient settlement services, extend overseas yuan lending and encourage innovation in cross-border yuan settlement to better meet the needs of cross-border yuan investment and financing. The regulators will continue to support yuan pricing and settlement of bulk commodities, encourage overseas investors to invest in China using the yuan, and promote yuan settlement in trade and investment. Efforts should be made to promote cross-border use of the yuan, leveraging on the construction of pilot zones of free trade, the notice said. China has added a new function to its digital yuan payment app so that mobile phone can still be used to make payment without internet connection or power. The tap-to-pay function can be used to complete payments even when mobile phones are powered off. The system is now available with Android-based mobile phones and will be available on other handsets in the future. Users can find the payment without internet or power function in the payment settings of the eUN app. Wrapping up with a quick look at stock markets, Chinese stocks closed high on Thursday with the benchmark Shanghai Composite inching up 0.05% and the Shenzhen component gained 0.23%. 
Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index ended 0.36% higher, while the tech index dropped 1.32%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.